0: Dear Shooter, welcome to Crazy Town 2024. Let's start with Kamala Harris and her recent gun violence speech that literally walks all over our Second Amendment. But never fear, Hunter Biden has our back. His current charges violate his Second Amendment rights. And oh my God, the latest on Wayne LaPierre stepping down because of his medical condition of Lyme disease. Don't worry, Mr. LaPierre you can still run for president as that office is dementia approved.
1: It's not about protecting the stupid, it's just, it it is what it is.
2: I don't know if you know this, but I'm a self-identifying llama. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's because I I have a quick temper and
1: I like to spit.
0: You are not safe and you are not sacred and you're both
1: hires. We're talking about firearms. (laughs) Keep it clean.
0: (laughs) I can hide one under there. One what? I wanna know.
1: I look
2: like I got ran over by a tra- paint truck on the way to Sherman Williams and then backed over by the short bus.
1: You know, let's talk about the modern trends in transsexual transitions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter podcast. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, empowerment through self-reliance, and by Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Good Thursday morning, and I don't even know where to start, other than to say, um, those of you that are at Shot Show this week, you only have what sixteen more hours of the show left.
1: Yeah, it's getting pretty close to being over. Uh, yeah, thank God. Um, but interesting, we chose to lead with cocaine and hookers tonight, so <laughs> we're going to be off to a hell of a start. Holy hell! And
2: I, and I don't even know where to start with that. I. I I I mean, where do we start? You always the, start with the cocaine. The, the cocaine? start with the hookers. Okay. okay. You won't finish. Well, I, aren't you supposed to snort the cocaine off the hooker? Or it snort it? the
1: hooker. The <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works. I'm a Wyoming boy, naive and all.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, we are in Vegas this week.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I guess that is <laughs> true. And... And what, what's what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas. Well,
2: it, it would, but what was it last year? We there somebody died in the women's bathroom. We think
1: <laughs> that was next to our booth. That was bad. <laughs> that so, really bad.
2: All right, so we've got Hunter Biden, and we touched on this last year when when all of this the gun charges and everything started popping up, and he's using the defense that. You you can't take away the Second Amendment rights just because you're a drug addict.
1: So he invalidates the 4473, and then one was failed swoop. A Biden is going to undermine all of the gun control efforts ever. I love it,
2: and 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 now uh, they're coming out with the fact that the 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 pouch they're calling it. I don't know if this is a holster or what this is that he had the, that he had stored the gun in. He's a kangaroo. <laughs> But apparently it is now tested positive for cocaine residue.
0: You're saying that's where he keeps his fetus?
2: Uh, Could be. You could hide one in there.
0: Ew. (laughs) I don't think that's something you want to quick draw. No. (laughs) No. No.
1: Never quick draw the fetus. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, y'all. We're going to kill Jason. Uh,
2: Yeah. He broke me. (laughs)
1: But yeah, so he tested positive for cocaine in some bag he was carrying, right?
2: In in the bag apparently that he was storing the gun in that his girlfriend threw away in the dumpster.
1: That's trying to hide evidence right there.
2: Oh, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on. So I but but at the end of the day, I am I am behind Hunter a hundred percent on this. Let's invalidate the forty four seventy three and let's see a Biden do it.
1: I don't know if I can say I'd get behind Biden. Um, That's kind of a messy place to be, given his dad's track record. But I will support his efforts in taking on the idea that it's a bad idea for the forty-four seventy-three to exist. Well, fair enough. And
2: okay, but we're talking about Hunter here, not not Joe, because. and, and, and I saw this quote, and it, it, it was, I found it on Reddit, and it was, you know, how are 70- to 80-year-olds generally regarded as unemployable due to mental decline or skill mismatch, yet they're almost entirely running the country?
1: Well, it, like Brandy was saying earlier, I, I, I guess that is a dementia-approved position. Uh,
2: is, is it because you have all the advisors making the decisions for you? You don't it, have to it do It begs anything? the question, who's running the country? right.
1: <laughs> I mean, it can't be JoJo Circus Boy.
2: <laughs> oh, come on. Can it? Well, I, I mean, it takes him three trips to make it up a flight of stairs, but...
1: And then again, if you just scroll through your news feed today, oh. and you read the headlines, we are living in crazy town.
2: Oh, it, yeah, it's it, it's horrible.
1: Absolutely nuts what's going on out there. Well, and
2: yeah, and now you've got Kamala Harris... Um, you know, vice hooker in, in, you know, a heartbeat away from the presidency. Hey,
0: she was a professional.
2: I, oh, I agree. I mean.
0: Is it a heartbeat or that one last step off the staircase?
2: It could be either. Um, with the the ruling Hunter that we have in charge, it, it could be either. <laughs> um, I, You know, I, that was something I, I, I always did during the Obama years. I always called Obama the dear leader. Hmm. Um, interesting it, well it, it, it was it of course it was in reference to the the north koreans are are forced to call the kim Jun. you know whether it was ill or now un um, they have to call him the dear leader dear leader yeah
1: i missed this somehow
2: oh that's a yeah that's been a north korean thing for decades
1: i need to pay attention more
2: um But, yeah, now you've got Kamala Harris out, and and she is leading the charge against gun violence.
1: Oh, God. I feel Um,
0: safer already. She wants to ban all assault rifles, high-capacity magazines. You know, anything that violates our Second Amendment, it's
2: banned. Well, here's my question. Does she even know what those things are?
1: I would offer no, because I don't know what those things are. I, I don't either. But, okay, I'll play along.
2: Um. But but this all started out last fall. Uh, President Biden created the White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, and he tapped Harris to take charge. Now, here's my question. Is she going to take charge the same way she did in her job, her role as the border czar?
1: We had a border czar?
2: It was Kamala Harris. She was supposed to fix the problems at our southern border.
1: Did any problems with the Southern border get fixed?
2: Uh, no, I think they've been exasperated.
1: So I shouldn't be worried about this new office of gun violence. Not really. Interesting. Um, she references this as a, a hot topic for young voters. Yeah. And,
2: right. and the only, t- okay, so I can see this for young voters in South Chicago.
1: They don't want gun violence prevention.
2: Well, I think they kind of—they have the strictest girls.
1: gun violence laws in Chicago, That's anywhere right. in the country. So why are they
2: getting shot
1: in in because like they have
0: South Chicago?
1: That's what I'm saying. Criminal.
0: They don't fill out a 4473.
1: Right. I mean, gun violence doesn't apply to them. They haven't taken that class. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about
2: that. <laughs> no wonder physics doesn't apply to me. Oh my God. I I just I don't see where this is an issue.
1: Well, if Kamalo's heading it up, I'm not gonna worry about it one little bit.
2: No, She's I'm not gonna either. get
1: her late night time slot on MSNBC to talk about such a hot topic. Um I'd be shocked if you ever saw anything of it in prime time.
2: I I don't know, you might because she might she might do a, a town hall meeting with Wayne Lapierre.
1: I'd watch that.
2: I, I would too. That'd be fun.
1: That would be funny.
2: Um, so he's
1: got what Lyme disease now? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and apparently this uh, exhibited itself in in 2022. Okay. So why is he just stepping down now?
1: Well, I, I think his doctors making him step down or making him unavailable for the trial. It, oh, 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 oh! oh. Yeah, so they, they, he said he can't partake in stressful situations such as legal proceedings or a court.
0: Besides, I'd keep him off the ballot. <laughs>
2: she's not wrong. No. She's, she's not wrong. But she's, she's not wrong.
1: This interesting information comes out in the wake of him being subpoenaed to explain himself for the actions he did inappropriately with membership money. Right. Um, when they selected the jury, he resigned it was a great day for the NRA. Maybe a little too late. But.
2: Oh, I'd say five years too late.
1: Now he's got a doctor saying he's unfit to be questioned.
2: By the time you get to be unfit, shouldn't you have walked away like a long
1: time ago? Absolutely, yes. But should and what happened. Oh, yeah. Doesn't even remotely happen in the same sentence anymore. Now,
2: I, I, was, I was reading an article the other day, and, and we'll link to it. But it was uh, it was the truth the the truth about guns article, and they were talking about you know uh, all the anti gun you know I don't know groups or whatever you know moms demand action against you know guns in the fetus I don't know but they're they're talking about the downfall of the NRA and. I think the truth about guns had this right. When they said that if if the NRA does fall, this is not going to be a good thing for the anti gun organizations because the NRA, while they may be the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, they're also the eight hundred pound gorilla that capitulates. Always. And lately. Yeah. And then they never you know, and, and the, the theory is that well, we'll come back and we'll win it on appeal. But the problem with that is they never seem to follow through and come back and win the appeal. Um, you've got Second Amendment organizations, you've got GOA, you've got uh, all these other pro-gun that are going and winning these cases. And then all you ever see is all the NRA email blasts saying, we won. Well, we did win. We, we, we did. As a, as a gun culture, we did. But it wasn't the NRA that did it. Agreed. And and the, the premise of this article was all these anti-gun organizations, if the NRA does go away, um, if they are forced to disband, these these organizations are going to have to come to grips and be honest with their members that their, their anti-gun organizing and efforts are not going as well as they'd like to think.
1: Well, they're not. Uh, they know they're unconstitutional when they file. When they propose a new rule or a new law, they know they're unconstitutional, and they're going to push us around for a little while. It'll be found unconstitutional in some court somewhere, and the rule will just disappear into oblivion. And all the folks that had to abide by it, those law-abiding gun owners that we have, they're the ones that had all the stress, heartache, and their lives ruined because of it. Right. Right. And we've, we've touched on that before. So winning a court case is, again, back to that too little too late. At some point, we're going to have to say enough's enough. I want to get behind the organization that does that. Right. I'm, from, I'm with you. From what I'm seeing, GOA is that. Yes. They don't compromise, and they take on stuff that is tough every day, all day.
2: Well, and, and, and this is my problem with the NRA. Um, stop fighting the fights you can win. Fight the fights that need fought.
1: That's a great distinction. Very few folks do that anymore, even on the interpersonal stage. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say something nasty about you on social media than it is to actually have the conversation and resolve your problem.
2: Right. Right. And, and unfortunately, anonymity of the Internet, um, you know, how many times have we heard that? Uh, you wouldn't be saying those things if you could get punched in the face. Correct.
1: And young voters have that same problem. They're uninformed about the issues. They read the, the top level sound bites of the headlines and they take it as doctrine. Right.
2: Well, and that's a that, part of that is our news media. Um, so much of our news is filtered and censored now. Um, it, it, for example, the, the, the story that I was reading about Kamal Harris leading this anti gun movement, right? It came from NPR. Let's okay. let's let's go to their media because then they can't sit there and go, well, yeah, that's that that's Breitbart or that's whatever that they're biased.
1: Well, and I agree with that mentality. You got to see what the other side's saying. But was NPR promoting this as a good thing? Oh yes. Okay. And I a, actually ahead. downloaded
0: her speech from WhiteHouse.gov.
1: Well, she, she had a speech.
0: It was a speech. That's why when I was reading it, I thought it was a story. And I'm like, why does a story talk in first person? Because well,
1: it's,
2: it's her speech. Was it Was it? gun violence is bad because, you know, gun violence is done by bad people and and bad people commit gun violence? I mean, was it that kind of speech? Because that's her typical speech.
0: Kind of. The, her only source for that is Yvalde. And that's why she wants to... Call on all Congress and state legislatures to have the courage to act by banning assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, pass red flag laws, and make background checks universal. Because this is apparently going to save lives because, you know, all the bad guys, they're going to go, oh, man, I'm going to have to give up that assault rifle. Well, let's
1: talk about red flag laws for a real quick second.
0: That's a dumb law.
1: Well, the idea is I don't like you. You've done something that threatens or offends me. I'm going to go tattletale on you to the police.
0: You painted your, fa- your fence brown, so I'm going to red flag you yep. because then I'll upset you.
1: And then they come knock on your door because you've been threatening and put this red flag law on you, and now you've lost the access to own your firearms. It's a ridiculous the, law. The, the only constitutionally protected right in the Bill of Rights that we allow infringing on without due process is, drum roll, Second Amendment. So... Red flag laws are punishing people for not committing a crime.
2: Well, and and, and I think red flag ra- laws kind of came out, it, if you remember, it's been, what, 15, almost 20 years ago, we had the whole epidemic of swatting. Remember yeah. that?
1: Well, and we've all seen this movie, Minority Report. Right. That's what a red flag law is. That's
2: exactly what it is. And... You know, I, I, of course, I referenced Breitbart earlier. Andrew Breitbart was a victim of swatting because somebody didn't like his opinion and where he stood. They, they called in some crazy threat. They sent the SWAT team, went in, and he was killed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where the, the swatting thing kind of got put to a stop.
1: So what's it going to take? For people to wake up and understand that these laws are unjust.
2: It, it's going to take someone from the liberal anti-gun side to be a victim of this.
1: How is this a bad plan?
2: Because we have to suffer the consequences until then. And we have no idea how long that's going to take. Hmm.
1: So we find a place that enforces red flag laws. And we find the liberal media and we accuse them.
2: Liberal media doesn't have guns. Oh, wait.
1: They don't have to have guns.
2: That brings us to Alec Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Alec. Come on now. I know. He was indicted today.
0: For a crime he never thought he'd commit, right?
2: Well, well, you know, somebody who is as violently anti-gun as Alec Baldwin. And it sucks, too, because I really liked him in The Hunt for Red October.
1: He's a decent actor in his genre. Yeah. But I will say gun discipline, the safety and the proper handling thereof, was completely ignored in this entire case. Yep. While he's the one that had the handgun in his hand, he's the one that pulled the trigger. Somebody brought that gun and put it on the set. They did, because all set guns, are not. Most of them are resin. They don't even yeah, function. Yeah, they don't even function. Right. But this was a period piece. With a loaded round in it. Mm-hmm. They have a guy that is supposed to, I think in this case it was a gal, but that's their entire job, mm-hmm. is making sure that the props are safe.
2: Yeah, well, and it was the cinematographer, uh, Halna Hutchins. Okay. Um, but he was, uh, Alec Baldwin, indicted on in, on involuntary manslaughter.
0: Well, and I don't care if it's a Nerf gun. You don't do that kind of crap. No, you do no.
2: not. No, no. You know, and this and this is not the first instance of this. Uh, the crow. That's right. Brandon Lee. Yeah, that's right. Um, you would have thought that after that incident, this kind of thing wouldn't happen. And it and it makes me wonder something. Um, so Alec Baldwin, we know he is virulently anti-gun. Um. On the set of Rust, a a Western, and they're using period pieces, whatever, Um, how did a piece of of live ammunition make it into that gun, number one? But then you look at Keanu Reeves, very pro-gun. John Wick, I guarantee you they shot a lot more ammo in that movie than this
1: Rust. Oh, I'll guarantee and never you. had a problem in four movies, and they shot a lot. And you can make the case that John Wick is a gun culture movie. Yes, for a couple reasons. They handle the firearms very, very well in the movie. Um, they force reloads. They 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 deal with the capacity of the firearm, um, the abilities of said firearm. And Keanu actually went to school. He did for quite a while to become proficient. So he could act it on the screen.
2: And still goes. Um, he's he's a regular at Terran Tactical. Now, and one of the things that, that we've seen that have, that has come out of that, and, and Keanu is responsible for this, is the magazine flip. <laughs> uh, you, you're starting to see it more and more in 3-Gun, but he is responsible for that. He, he, he started doing that when he was training at Terran, and it got picked up. And now you see it all over in the 3-Gun world.
1: I didn't think it actually made it to practicality, it, but okay. It,
2: I see guys doing it
1: all the time. You got to look cool, I guess. It, it does look cool. It's horribly ineffective and a bad discipline to teach, but it does look cool.
2: Well, you know, we we went through the phase of the C-clamp. It'll,
1: it'll fade out. The C-clamp. Now, you do have control of the, the muzzle of the firearm when you C-clamp. It, yes, but...
2: You know, it's like trying to control a fire hose at full extension. It doesn't work.
1: I agree. I completely agree. Is that why my
0: bathroom's a mess?
1: Hey. He's just working with short equipment. That's right.
0: Working the (laughs) (laughs) C-clamp.
2: That's
1: a visual I didn't need tonight. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That that, that might stick. (coughs) Well, I think on that note, (laughs) maybe we should... uh, Take a quick peek at our sponsors. right. The Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company, based in Vail, Colorado, high up in the Rocky Mountains. Tenth Mountain is a tribute company to the legendary Tenth Mountain Division, maker of fine spirits including bourbon, rye, and vodka, as well as being a generous supporter of the shooting sports and veterans' charities. Support those that support us. And to make it easier, Tenth Mountain is offering our listeners a discount. Just enter Deer Shooter at checkout for 10% off. Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company. Whiskey worth fighting for. All right, now that I'm back from my (laughs) (laughs) C-clamp.
1: Yeah, that's that's way more information than anybody needed. Thanks, Brandy. That's what I'm here for. Yeah.
2: Wow. I'm just proud of the fact that I have to C-clamp.
1: With
0: tweezers, but it wasn't getting <laughs> that technical.
1: <laughs> oh wow! So Jason's new nickname is C Clamp Peanut. Oh God!
2: Well, can't it can't be any worse than some of the other nicknames I've acquired over the years.
1: This is probably true.
2: So it, here's another one that I I found in the news, and it just it it drips of pure ignorance. Um, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is urging federal officials to address the sale of military-grade ammunition. You get into this, and she wants the investigation into the commercial sale of products manufactured at Lake City Ammunition.
1: Like civilian commercial? She,
2: yep, she doesn't want anything produced at the Lake City Manufacturing Plant to be sold to civilians.
0: Um... Now, explain exactly why that's ridiculous for those who don't know.
2: So, Lake City produces, what, probably 80% of the ammunition in the United States?
1: In brass, probably, yeah. yeah. I, that's enormous.
2: Um, most, of, most of the, and, and, and I guess I could call it aftermarket, but most of the brass that you see uh, in stores, whatever, is remanufactured Lake City.
1: That's correct. A lot of your NATO cartridges that civilians have are Lake City from foundation up.
2: Well, and and I'll tell you this. Reloaders love Lake City because it lasts longer.
1: It's designed to handle the stresses and rigors of full-auto fire. I mean, it's built better. Mm
2: -hmm. It's it's thicker brass. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one thing. Lake City has been a staple in the firearms industry for... Hundred years,
1: at least a hundred years. I mean, in my perception. I don't know for sure.
2: I, and yeah, and I and I don't have I, I don't have all of that information in front of me. But I, I mean, Lake City's just it, they're they're a staple.
1: I just don't know why we would allow that level of infringement. Here's
2: what. Here's my theory.
0: They're out to poke another business in the eye.
2: I that might be part of it, but my theory is this. They they have failed time and time and time and time again of going after the guns. So they think if they go after the ammunition.
1: My problem with that is that ammunition is part of the firearm, just like gasoline is part of the car. Agreed. And I, I typically don't like automobile references in the Second Amendment, but the, that analogy works. So y- you can't have one without the other. So it's a direct infringement mm-hmm. on the Second Amendment. Um, and they're only punishing civilians. Right. Um, so when this all does torch off and we have the you know neighborhood warlords, we're dealing with battlefield pickup then.
2: Yeah, That's right. Um, and and the, the disturbing thing about this is as you, you read into the article, 20 other attorneys general signed this letter that went to the White House.
1: Um, can he read? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, you can sign all the letters you want, but if he can't read them, I guess.
2: Well, he might be able to read, but comprehension... That Might. seems to be, you
0: know, what you need to be in office is a comprehension disease of some sort.
1: I mean, he may have started out being able to read, but I don't know that he can today.
2: I mean, he seems to do okay as long as he's got a teleprompter. Dude, he's a ventricleous dummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and who's not? In politics? Yes.
1: Very few. I'm sorry. I'm of the mind that we need to start over. Well, I agree. But I mean signing these bills um, and sending these letters to the White House, I mean, all right, so where's it go from here, right? They sign this letter. We want the president to do something about it. Right. We're talking about executive order? Probably. Because he can't do it through law. He's not elected. Well legislator. that's
2: a, but that's why he made Kamala Harris the, the the gun violence czar. So we're gonna water it down even further.
1: I mean the vice president has what power when it comes to legislation?
2: Absolutely none. However, if you see what we've done in the last probably four decades, you see Congress ceding their power to the presidency.
1: Interesting. Well, don't let that happen, y'all. This I think
0: stupid. Kamala can still read a teleprompter, so As oh, long
2: as agree. it's on the ceiling. She can totally read.
0: <laughs> well, you know. She drowned in a rainstorm. She's part turkey. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I got nothing on that one. You know, one. Benjamin Franklin may have got that right. He wanted the national bird to be the turkey.
2: He did. Yeah.
1: and, and I, He may have been drunk at the time, but I think he got it right. Wasn't
2: he perpetually drunk?
1: Yes. I mean, so, that, he hung out at the Ton Tavern. I mean, that's where he got his political starts. Right.
2: Right. Well, yeah, well, yeah that. And <laughs> he, I know he really liked France and England.
1: Because they fed him booze and alcohol and, and, and well. Yeah. All kinds of other pleasures. Yeah, well, you know.
2: And and that's a, you know, you talk about Joe Biden being a puppet. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Ron Klain is, is the one with the hand up the butt.
1: Ew, sticky.
2: I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what his regularity is.
1: Well, you could ask the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he shit himself on stage with the Pope? Oh, he did, didn't he? He did. Everything's better with lube. Eb- everything. Again, I, I challenge you to find something that's not. I'm not sure that I would qualify as lube. I wouldn't use it. It depends on what he ate. But As long
2: as
0: it didn't have peanuts, you're okay. But it's not
1: good because it freezes. Yikes. We really went off the reels on that one, y'all. <laughs> just going to say that out loud. That one degraded.
2: Oh, everybody needed a fun one for SHOT Show. <laughs> so uh, d- 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 we're getting down to it a little bit here. Um, we're at SHOT Show right now, uh-huh. uh, as, as you guys are listening to this. Um, and, and, of course, we're, we're recording before we leave. Uh, what are your predictions this year?
1: We are going to see a flood of new items that are nothing more than a caliber change. Um you might see the occasional innovative piece, but I think there's a lot of manufacturers out there gonna play it safe.
2: I think you're right. I think I think everybody right now is kind of running full bore and they're not dedicating the machinery to new items.
1: I would agree. Now you always have your newcomers and I'm gonna plug a, a friend of mine, Bill Arms has come out with probably the most innovative thing to hit the AR market since its inception. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got it right. He did get it right. It's well made. Um, so that's worth checking out, if nothing else.
2: Other, others have tried it, but he, got it, he right. got it right.
1: Well, then there's always the ones that second it tries. You know,
0: they released it last year at SHOT, but it still hasn't been available, so we'll get a peek at it one more time. Oh, Does it mean, does it like mean
2: we're going to see the hollow sun? The hollow sun. Well, we saw it last time. They right. didn't deliver it.
0: But it's not coming out to the public now till November, I read. And then, you know, there's the the bipod. Well,
1: yeah. Well, okay. So November, that's next year's SHOT show. That's not this year's shot show. What about the what about the ear the hearing protection that we all got fitted for last year? Oh, I'm looking for them. <laughs> we will find them. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean we paid some money to get put in their database and get our ears tapped right? out and I got nothing out of that whole deal. I didn't either. I did. didn't even
0: get a letter stating I hate your guts. You're not getting it. I don't know what the deal was.
1: Right? I, I yeah,
2: I mean I I'm I'm cool with them going, "You know what? Screw you. We're not giving it to you." Okay? But at least I got an answer.
0: I wonder if the company who is making the ARs with the wood stocks if they'll be back. Because that's kind of interesting because everyone's scared of the black gun. So now they're brown. I is actually, Are they less scary brown, y'all? I know that guy.
1: And these are beautifully made um, retro um, AR-15s. Uh, they're gorgeous. But, again, it's it's wood furniture on a gun that was never designed for it.
0: Yeah, but it's not so scary now.
1: It is less scary. Well, I, I, and I have heard that
2: the, the retro thing is back. Um, In a lot of ways. They're, they're yeah. coming back with the, the Vietnam-era AR-15 A1.
1: And one of the other things I am going to be personally taking a look at is all of the flood of double-stack 2011-style pistols. There is a bunch of them coming out. I have got 15 on my list already that I'm going to go see. You're going to see prices range on this thing from 1000 bucks to $10,000, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of new players playing this game.
2: Do you think that's where the market's headed?
1: I think that's where the market wants to think it's headed, because they are kind of sexy, um, and Staccato made them that way. Ah, there but you go. As we get closer to it, um, I start to see um, SD Imports doing them. Um, there's a handful of other folks that are stepping in into that market, and it, while it may look like a staccato, y'all, until I can see that it runs like one, it's just lipstick on a pig.
0: Well, did you make sure that these guys are actually going to be at shot? Because back in the day, if you weren't at shot, that meant you went out of business. And in the last couple of years, some of the big, the big big guys have stepped back and said, we're not going. And so now they're all kind of filtering out.
1: Yeah, the show has changed for that regard, definitely. Um and I think it's going to change more and more as we start to see this market evolve into Internet buying. You see the market evolve into smaller, more media-driven shows. Um, people are, Manufacturers are getting better traction at the smaller shows than they ever get at the big show for a tenth the cost. So I think you're starting to see a market shift, and they're, they're going to have to do something with SHOT Show to knock it out of the park because it is the biggest gathering that our industry has flat out. Um it needs to evolve somehow because right now it's pretty stale.
2: Well, agreed. And I, COVID showed us that um, the year that they they canceled Shot Show because yeah. of COVID, and everybody went, all right, cool, and they started going to all of these smaller shows. Uh, most of them were consumer shows, and they found that you go to Shot and and yeah, it's all great and we, and, and it's Shot Show, right? Exciting, whatever. Um, but it's getting to the point where the juice just didn't worse the squeeze.
1: It used to be the launching board for the new items, and now that's NSAGW because that's the buyer show. That's where the distributors and the dealers go. Um, now they're showcasing McGinn at SHOT Show a couple months later. Right. Um, so it's like new launch, take two. That's well, SHOT Show.
2: Sometimes it takes two.
1: Sometimes it takes three and four. <laughs> um, lever action, 9 millimeter, stick-fed rifles. There was a bunch of those last year. I think you're going to see some more of those this year. Probably. A lot more of them, matter of fact.
2: I'll tell you what I'm kind of looking forward to. I'm, I'm going to make some time, and I'm going to go to... Uh,
0: the food
1: court.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, food oh. poisoning, you mean.
1: No, that stuff's not good. I mean, if, if you've been in a booth standing on your feet for ten hours, it'll do. But that's not good.
2: No, no. I'm 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 actually looking forward to going and seeing what Bishop has new this year.
1: Interesting. She, now there's an innovative cartridge going on there. Yeah, lots of them.
2: Um, now I, I to be fair, I I I love Diane, love her to death. But I think half the time she develops these cartridges just to see if she can.
1: I'm going to put it out there. You don't love Diane. You're scared of her. Well, that too. I mean, isn't that a sign of love in your relationship? I'm just <laughs> saying.
2: <laughs> yes, there needs to be a healthy dose of fear. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, last year I was checking out. It was the uh, the, the the 375 Bishop, and <laughs> holy crap, is that a
1: round? It is a formidable round. You're right. Um,
2: and I'm going to be looking at uh, SDS imports. Uh, we we'll be oh talking yeah. about. i um, we'll talking to them about a
1: shotgun. Interesting, because I'm going to that same place to look at the 2011 style pistol they're releasing. There you go. So yeah, I, you're gonna see a whole host of interesting things. Um, Shot Show is always good for that. Um, you're gonna see a whole bunch of take two. We're gonna try it again. Right. Um, and oh, so sorry. <laughs> we meant to release this last year, but we're gonna take it again. And no by the way, it's not available to November. What you said, in Hollow Sun was doing. Yeah. So um, November is shot show next year, not this year. Right. Um, it's an interesting item, and I said so last year. Uh, they got that one, what seemed like right.
2: They they did. Um, and and I was I was excited about it. I was I was fully prepared to pay the money for it. Um, now because they're delayed and delayed and delayed, I'm looking real hard at Armasite.
1: Well, Armorsight just always delivers. They do. Um, a little lesser known in the in the night vision world, but it's good stuff, and they deliver the product. Well, the thing about
2: it is, is Armorsight impressed me. Um, we were doing some classes, what two or three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. And we had brought TNVC on board, and they had sent us some some pretty high dollar uh, night vision equipment. To, to demo for our students, and that little Armasite kind of beat them all.
1: It performed well. It stacked up very well against them.
2: Uh, and I was surprised because it was a tenth of the price.
1: Maybe more. I mean, as in a bigger divide of the price. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that one rifle scope we had uh, from TNBC nice piece of equipment. Do not get me wrong. But it was a $35,000 optic. Right. And... It performed okay. Um, it was only, I think, as good as our illumination was. Um, but on the flip side of that, that Armocite site you had um, outperformed it with the same illumination we were running.
2: Right, and and you're talking thirty five thousand dollars for the TNVC versus I I think I paid fourteen hundred for the Armocite.
1: Right. Right.
2: And and that was and and here's the other thing too. That was a uh, the TNVC. What was it? Gen four. Yes. Um the the armor sites of Gen 2. Uh, so when you if 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 you guys out there are interested in night vision, really do your research, talk to people who know it and have it because there's not necessarily a reason for you to plunk down Ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars if you don't have to.
1: Well, and it comes down to how you're going to use it, right? Right. I think a lot of TMVC's price tag is and how it was built. Uh, it was a really rugged piece of gear. Oh, it was huge, yeah. Um, but for a casual user like we are, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we're not operating in the sandbox, right? Um, it was plenty suffice.
2: Now, and and to be fair, because I I don't want to bash TMVC. I, I like those guys, um, and and the stuff that we got to play with at Summit. Was absolutely phenomenal.
1: It was really cool. Now that was helmet mounted for the most part. It was, um, an extremely high res. It was very impressive.
2: So yeah, don't don't think we're bashing. Not at all. Just
1: I I just want to be realistic. Um, it's that's the stuff I, I drool over and can't afford. Right. But it it's nice. Right.
2: Um. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be paying those guys a visit because I am I am interested in some of the stuff that. The Armacite's doing with thermal mm-hmm. um, because it is in my price range. Um, now you're still for their for their high quality thermal. You're you're looking at four to five thousand dollars.
1: That seems to be the relative game for the the entry level quality stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very average pricing for that.
2: But one of the things that I've learned over the years, and and I'm sure you're in this boat too. You know, you you buy something thinking, oh, this is going to be perfect, and it just isn't quite the solution, right? So it goes in a bin, mm-hmm. and you get the next thing. And that isn't quite right, so you buy the next thing, and then that one goes in a bin.
1: I have a warehouse full of bins right? just like that.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think as shooters, we all go through this. Um, you know, one of the things we, we started this podcast was to maybe help people avoid some of that. But I don't think you're ever going to everybody's got to go through that evolution on their own.
1: So the marketing engines are really good. And it's hard to decide until you actually get one in your hands. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to do unless you have the wallet. It is.
2: But that's one of the things I always push about our education pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell people when they come to our classes, especially our classes that... Maybe, you know, maybe we are giving them the the gun and the gear. Maybe we're not. Um, One of the things, especially in our long-range classes, I I keep the the gear list pretty sparse. Bring what you absolutely need to complete the course, but don't get crazy on buying a bunch of gear. Come and check out what everybody else is using and what we have for demos and things like that, because that's going to give you an idea in context of what works for you. Uh, I'm a big believer in, I'd rather pay a little bit more and go through the buy once, cry once. Um, then I, I, I knew a guy back in the day and I had, at, at the time I was running uh, $600 Vortex optic on my AR. Mm-hmm. You can slap me now.
1: Oh no, I took that one in trade.
2: You did. <laughs> and introduced me to the L7. I haven't looked back. Correct. But... Um, he was going out and buying $150 optics for his AR, and they would last him a month. And he was throwing them away and going to buy a new one. And after six months of this, I looked at him and asked him, I was like, you know, if you had just bought this to begin with, you'd have saved yourself $200 in the long run.
1: That's the same reason people rent their house. They don't have the money for the down payment. hmm it's an economics 101 thing.
2: Well, and it's patience.
1: Yeah, and a lot of us, including me, don't have the level of patience. I don't have patience.
2: And I know you don't have patience.
0: I have all the patience I need.
2: Well, you must, because I. six years later, I'm still standing. It is an impressive record.
0: <laughs> he does have a limp, but he stands.
2: <laughs> Bent but not broken. Yet. There's always the yet. So, uh, hopefully, we're going to come back next week and we're going to have all kinds of cool stuff that we found at Chacho.
1: Well, I've been liberated from a booth this year, so I'm going to be walking it. I'm going to cover so much more traction and, and, and see things that I don't get to normally do. I'm excited for this year. We're going to
2: find you on a bench.
0: I don't think so because apparently I'm doing his appointment running.
2: So, did you, did you plan this out right so that you have one appointment at one end of the show and the next one is at the other end of the show, so no. you have to run? Because what we're
0: going to do is his schedule is element of surprise
1: because I have yet to see it.
2: <laughs> have you mapped it out? No.
1: Oh. I've made a list. I have no idea where they are on the floor.
0: This girl is running wearing tennis shoes. Yeah.
1: We've got plenty of time on the flight to map that out. It's fine. Yeah. I downloaded the app. I, I
2: I still have the app from last year.
1: It's the same app. They just updated it. Yeah,
2: because I have no idea where any of my stuff is. Yeah. I I just like you. I have a list. Yeah.
1: I would be calling Ton Jones. Hey, where is this? Like
0: he knows he's stuck in a booth, dude. He he's knows. usually crying in the back of the booth. He knows he was.
2: Though. I looked in the back of his booth last year. He was laying on top of a toolbox, crying. Asking
0: if it was over yet, and it was still set-up day. They hadn't even opened the floor.
2: And he, and he, he wasn't even into the donuts and bourbon yet.
1: <laughs> well, he's with Firebird this year, so I think it's going to be a different game. Yes. What's their new... What's He did a new logo for them. Uh, the logo's the same. He did a new backdrop for them. Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. It's a really well-done piece. But didn't he, didn't he have a new slogan for them? You should just start the new year with a bang. So oh, no I thought was it was, lying. I'd hit that. Oh, that's the t shirts he made.
2: That's, okay, that's the t shirts. Yeah. We're going to have to go and visit Ton. Always. And, and I know we have a, I think we have an appointment with Air Force. We do. At some point? Yep. Oh, those are going to be late nights.
1: Yeah, so we have a couple with Air Force, um, a couple meetings in the booth, and then um, there has been a scheduled drinking session place to be determined. Yvette's going to hurt you.
2: She always does. And I think she takes her cues from Brandy.
1: (laughs) It'll be fine. This is not my first rodeo.
2: All right. So I guess not technically, but sort of reporting from Shot Show. And we will see you guys next week. And until next week. I don't keep blaming the gun or the night vision or the optic or whatever else you need to blame to get through
1: your day. Go, Hunter.